Hello, and welcome to Second Helpings, a Grace Fellowship podcast designed to serve up another round of insight and application from our Sunday morning corporate worship gatherings. Pull up, dig in, and get filled as we take another taste of God's greatness. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Second Helpings. I am Pastor Zach, joined again by Pastor Dan. Yes. I almost said my faithful sidekick. That's belittling. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've never felt like Rob. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. There's a... You do feel like Batman often, well, don't you? Yeah, maybe. Um, that's just because I'm mean. Um, the comment book people will tell you, like, the sidekicks are more important, but... As two people that probably wouldn't yeah. be very good sidekicks, we're going to disagree with that. Yeah. <laughs> my brother, Dan. Yeah. My brother, Dan. Uh, my super friend. There we go. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. So people are already wondering what we're going to do. Yeah, rescue. Week, right? yeah. Rescue right. Us. Pull, pull, pull. Uh, well, again, we're, we're still in 2 Timothy. Um, we're in chapter 4. Uh, Dan, I already told you there's something I want to point out from this text that was uh, really meaningful to me, which was, uh, I thought it was interesting, Dan. The thing that, um, not that the, there was anything uh, substandard about the message, but what's really stuck with me is dwelling on this text after the message at home. And the reason I want to point mm-hmm. that out is I hope our, I hope people do that. Yeah. I hope that people yeah. think, like, don't just go touch the text and go away from it. I'm sure you do that when you listen to guys, whether online or old tapes or something like that. Yeah. You, you just you go back and look at the text later on. And I, I find it much more nourishing yeah. to do that. Yeah. So encouragement to you guys, but... Um, before doing that, I want to go ahead and read the text to give us some setting, and then I would like to bring out something that Lord was kind enough to bring out in my review after Sunday. Um, chapter 4, starting in verse 6, Paul writes to Timothy, he says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Mm. So a number of good things to be brought out from that, and we'll Mm. review some of the things you did. But what I wanted to point out is I want to jump over to uh, Romans 12, Mm. um, is what stuck with me. And I thought, this is a hard text for a lot of people. Uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2, very familiar to us. Uh, and I'll just read it again. Paul, Paul's writing to the church in Rome. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Hmm. And I thought about, I, I can see being in the church of the Rome and going, well, that's easy for you to say, Paul. Like, present my life as a sacrifice hmm. on the altar and then you get to the end of Paul's life over here in 2 Timothy, and he's not being braggadocious. Yeah. But you're seeing that Paul's yeah. money was where his mouth was. Mm. I'm being poured out, right? Uh, this, this isn't just something I was writing and telling you. This is how I've lived my life. Mm. Um, and then the, it's being done for him. I think you, you talked a little bit about how this the receiving this crown is not simply the act that you get for your wages, but it's something that's given to you. It's yeah. a blessing you receive from the one who's called you to the race. Um, and it was just very, I, don't know, I can't think of a better word other than sweet. Like it yeah. made me think how kind it is the Lord worked in Paul's life in such a way that he gave this teaching and then he equipped him to live it out. And he was glad to pour out his life. He was glad to have the Father, you know, pour out his life on that altar. So Yeah, if you look at Philippians, he actually uses oh, this yeah, phrase, yeah, yeah. 217. So it's the oh, idea, this, great, is, yeah. this is 19 years earlier, yeah. approximation, 
that he says this, he talk, compares himself with a drink offering. Yeah. And he relates it that I'm a drink offering for you. Yeah. So he likens himself to a liquid in a cup yeah. and just the act of pouring it out has the idea of being spent on something. And so he's spending his life on them. And now he's saying, I'm already being poured out as a drink offering. My time of departure has come. So it's as if those 19 years ago, he, he grabs hold of this idea and the pouring starts. Yeah. And this is at the end. That's right. The last, the drops. last drops are coming out. And then if you run back, and we did some historical stuff on Sunday, yeah, quoting from yeah. Maccabees and uh, Josephus, but in uh, Numbers 15, 1 through 8, the idea of the drink offering was integral to the different feasts, but it was it had the feeling, it had the concept of being an exclamation point of yeah. thankfulness. That's right. yeah. So the wine and essentially flour kind of mixed in. So it's an aroma to God. So it hits, it steams, and it's aroma. Sure. So... The idea is, is thank you for this providing this offering. Thank you for providing this sacrifice. And so Paul does that in 12 because I'm the living sacrifice. In Philippians 2.17, I'm being poured out for you yeah. as like a sacrifice. And now he says, I'm at the end of that. Yeah. And so that concept, and Sunday when we talk about leaving a legacy, you have to have that belief. Yeah. If, if you have that life stops with me, in other words, I'm meant to just soak up everything about life, and that's the meaning of life, and enjoy everything about life. Oh, hold on a second. Yeah. If you want to leave a legacy, you have to have a, a direct connection that I'm pouring out over something. And is what I'm being poured out over worth it? Yeah. Is it is it toward the Lord? Is it um, uh, a thank you that I could pour myself into that? If you're pouring yourself into hobbies, or you're pouring yourself into things that are transitory and earthbound, then you go, man, your ability to look back yeah. is going to be diminished yeah. because you're not being poured out for the thing that you should be poured out for. And that's for in the service of Christ and making disciples and raising up a godly generation and loving your wife. And, and that's why this is so important because when he looks back and that, that pronoun goes from second person pronoun, you talking to Timothy, yeah. and that long almost inhale between verses five and six, I... I am being poured out. So this idea that uh, th I'm at the end right. and I'm being poured out and it was good. There was no point of, oh, I wish I would have done this or I blame that person that I couldn't yeah. fulfill that. And he goes, no, I'm, I'm good. And how, what a gift that would be yeah. for us. And it's, I think it's great to think about too, when you're talking about most of the time when we think about these sacrifices and these offerings, you think about something given up its life and it is always sacrificial, yeah. but the drink offerings were celebratory, yeah. right? So this is yeah. what he's saying. It's this life of celebrating who Christ is of what he's done. Um, you think of Paul and the sufferings he goes through, which he goes through tremendous oh, sufferings. Yeah. He's not he's not going to die well here, right? Yeah. Um, with we see that with all the apostles, uh, but there's this idea of victory, of triumph um, that is very different a lot of times than I think what maybe we ponder in the world. Yeah, and I think that his idea of victory is not born out of his circumstances because everybody would go, wait a minute, being beheaded, victory, what? <laughs> You have to see through that yeah. and go, the victory has to be something other than that. Yeah. Because in a human sense, it's not victory. He goes, for what God did in me and through me, God extended his kingdom in kindness and grace. And so therefore, I did exactly what he wanted me to do. That's victory. Yeah. So when people, I heard a guy uh, some time ago, I like watching shows where people are uh, living in the woods or pioneering yeah. or living an adventure. And one guy... Is, this is Dan's retirement plan, buddy. Yeah, that, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah, see me on a trail soon. <laughs> yeah. So this one guy, it was really interesting because they were interviewing him. He said, you know, does anybody ever wonder, you know, you don't make any money really. You live hand to mouth. You cut your wood and do fish for food. And he goes, and he said something that was really cool. He said... 
the people that measure their value in money, I feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. I don't see money as the the thing by which I value life. In other words, yeah. this is more valuable, how I'm living, than all the money you've got. That is such a different... Oh, yeah. And the idea is that he sees through it. Yeah. Like, he sees as something different. I think Paul has that similar concept. Yeah. That's what I mean. You go back to Romans, you think about... Um, it's the way you weigh things should be different than your competitors, right? Not that we're competing against the world sure. in that sense, but they're different than us. Yeah. And if the way you're measuring success looks like the people who have the exact opposite values than you, yeah, you, you got might a problem. Be misunderstanding what success is. Yeah. 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 And if your success is um, big crowds and big budgets, yeah. uh, you're probably in line. For, same thing Disney's thinking, mm. but uh, that's not the church. That's right. That's right. That's good. That's funny thinking about. Um, I was just talking to somebody about this this morning and thought about it recently. I can never remember my memory so bad with history, but there was two brothers back in England that were being burned at the stake, right? And there was the. I, I, you might remember if I said. Oh. Where it says the light of fire. Oh, do you remember what I'm talking about? I know the general yeah. concept, but I could totally they're find there, it quickly. They're up on the stake. They're about to get burned. The yeah. kid's about to be, and they're going to they're light a fire today that will not soon be extinguished. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I love the idea of they're about to get burned in the stake, and the brother looks out, and he's like, we got them right where we want them, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a completely different way of thinking. Don't let them off the hook. Yeah. And by the way, if you don't, they did get burned. They yeah, didn't yeah. die, but it was yeah. like, here we go, right? We got this. And victory mm. looks different, right? We're not yeah. saying everybody's path is going to be burnt at the stake, but when you have kingdom eyes, yeah, um, it, uh, losing definitely doesn't look the same either. Yeah. Right? We have a different view of it. And as is with Jesus' Matthew 6, seek his kingdom. And right before that, he's talking about clothes and food and all these other things. He goes, listen, don't worry about that stuff. The mentality that the people who follow me have is seeking the kingdom. All that other stuff can be added. Right. And so... It, we're just, but we fight for that. We have to fight for that. We live in a material world, and so, and I'm not going to say we're material girl. <laughs> That's all I could. And uh, I just had I'll to put say the that. Madonna icon up in yeah, the yeah, 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 no. Oh no. <laughs> Off the oh. rails we have gone. <laughs> we're one step away from Cindy Lauper. Uh, <laughs> I can't say anything after saying We're dating ourselves. Yeah. But the idea, yeah, the the world is saying, here you go, get more stuff, get more stuff, get more stuff. And, uh, you know, sometimes I would would almost take their mantra and go, hey, the world says, get what's in it for you. Yeah. And I would go, I'm down with that. I I like like that mantra. Yeah. But what's on the other end of my stick, my carrot is different than yours. Because what's in it for me is the glory of God being displayed in my life. And you can say, even like we said Sunday, Make all the money you possibly can in balance, but it's not yours. So yeah. you make it so you can spend it on things that advance the kingdom. Yeah. So it's not Christians aren't supposed to be poor, yeah. but we're not supposed to be trying to get rich for riches' sake. That's right. Yeah, You're, there's a stewardship of intellect and, and time, etc. So if you have a big family, you're probably going to have less ability to do a lot of work. Right. That may lead you to have more if you have. God doesn't allow you to have kids, or let's say you're single as you grow older, you have more time so that you can flourish in areas that maybe I can't. Yeah. So it's one of those things. If you just keep the main thing, the main thing, if you keep the center of the value in Christ, walking with him and putting your hand to something that is uh, valuable and going after it, but always remember, turn it around, give it away, yeah. uh, support somebody else's church, have a kingdom mindset. Yeah. And this is a guy who's saying this, and then as part of his last words, he's saying, hence, he's been giving himself away. He's been yeah. pouring himself out. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. Yeah. I mean, that's 
he's not like saying I'm I've been impoverished by this life of no, giving myself no, away. No. He's there's great riches for me. Um, and he's still not even really about the riches. He's saying he's looking to the king who's going to give it to him. And he's saying this from a dungeon in which he could have started going after people like Hymenaeus, Alexander. He could have been going after different people and what they've done to him. And he talks a little bit about people at the end. But in this moment, he is not playing the victim. He is not wishing his life was different. But if you're in a in a dungeon, the Maramatine prison, and it's a brutal place, uh, a place that people can't even imagine, um, and yet he's full of joy because he's finished the race, he's full of purpose, he knows that. And then he says, not only for me, a crown of righteousness, but for all. Yeah. So in other words, he brings us in. Yes. There's not a yep. special place in heaven for apostles, yeah. a special place. He goes, you know what? This isn't out of touch for you. Out of Just keep plowing the road. Keep on doing what you're supposed to do. And you too will be able to stand before the Lord in his righteousness, but recognize that what you've been faithful with what he's been giving you. It's, a, it's an incredibly beautiful, inspiring, and enabling scene. Yeah, it's, it's encouraging to some of us that might think, well, I could never be like Paul. And Paul says, you're, you're not supposed to be. That's right. <laughs> he says, do you love his appearing? This is what he's in store for yeah. you. Um, which reminds me of Romans again. I keep going back to Romans, but the, think about um, all things work together for those who are called according to yeah. pur- for good for those who are called yeah. according to His purpose. And it makes you think, man, you're faithful with what the Lord puts in front of yeah. you. He gives you His purpose each day. You plow. And, yeah, and it speaks to the, the world. Don't let the world seduce you into thinking if you have big results or a lot of people or a big budget, you more you're more successful than that person. There's a measure of successfulness toward what God has gifted you in and where He's placed you. That stewardship, it may have a big effect in the world, might have a small effect. But when you think of them from a kingdom perspective, it's what you do with the time you have and the person you are. It's not measured the same way that the world measures things. And you have to break out of that. And that's one of the things that even as a pastor, we have to think, how are we measuring our effectiveness? If we're making disciples, that's how we measure it. That's right. If we're just talking about viewership or we're talking about people who are subscribers, then we're in a completely different race. And that can really become distracting and yeah. devastating if you let take that over. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it becomes very easy to make that kingdom about yourself. Oh, right? boy. It's, it's easy enough as it is. Yeah, that's You right. don't need the... The, the little... slide is already green. Oh, yes, exactly. Right. That's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Um, I think it's also interesting to think about, to, back when you're talking about quoting Jesus, when he's saying, seek first the kingdom of God and these things will be added to you. I think what we see here with Paul is the idea that... I, I think you could somebody could read into this text and they can go, well, Paul was grinning and burying it. He's in his prison and he's obviously, he's, I don't know, speaking truth over himself or something like this. Yeah. I just, I, I want to say that's that's not supported by the text. No. You're, you're, you're having to say Paul's being disingenuine. No. Paul's never given us a reason to think he's disingenuine. He's genuinely full of joy in these circumstances. Not fake joy or aspirational joy, but because he has sought the glory of God in his life to display who he is, he has real abiding joy. Yeah. And I know that might be hard because it seems so foreign to us. Um, and, you know, in our world where it's easy, like a lot of times we don't see that kind of thing. But there are brothers and sisters around the world in some pretty terrible circumstances. Yeah. And people get dumbfounded when they see the type of joy they have abiding in those circumstances. Yeah. And, and I think if you read into that, it's more you in the text than him That's in the text. That's very good, yeah. And I think that ultimately uh, he's he's not an unrealist. I mean, yeah. when we get into the rest of it, he talks about uh, useful things bring to him, cloak, uh, reading material. <laughs> and he's a realist. Yeah. But there's a sense in which he's he's transcended to that as to why he is where he's at. And so when he says, time of my departure has come, 
He could have used several different words than my departure. But the idea of departures we talked about on Sunday, it's used in a variety of really beautiful ways. You unhitch an ox from uh, the cart he's pulling, and the idea is he's, he's done in the field. Mm-hmm. He's done. Uh, a boat, they're leaving port. They're pulling up anchor or also a tent. They're packing up a tent and they're leaving. So that has the idea of I'm leaving this world in all those different images like an ox or a boat or a tent. And it, it has no smack of frustration, bitterness, resentment. No, he just goes, I'm a realist. Yeah. And this is just a transitionary moment yeah. uh, because of the hope that I have. Yeah. And then you think about back when he's talking about, is it better for me to depart and be with Christ? Yeah. You know, and you think, I mean, what, what was his mindset? Those are interesting things to think about. Let, so something not in the text, not super important. Oh, fantastic. Fun to speculate. I'm, I want to ask you one of those questions. Here we right? go. Everybody so, buckle in. Here you go. So Peter implies that the Lord's revealed to him that his time was coming. Yeah. Like people will say, well, maybe he did the same thing to Paul. Why would you think that the, he knew? Yeah, I think because Agabus, in, when he was arrested in Jerusalem and taken down to Caesarea, uh, and Agabus comes down and does the binding. And so I think he, I think he totally knew. Mm-hmm. Now, when exactly time that will take yeah. place, I think he connects the Marimantine prison. This is the first time uh-huh. here. He's been arrested twice. Yeah. This is the first time here. You don't leave that prison. Yeah. In other words, I think he goes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I yeah, I think yeah. now he didn't have. Thus says the Lord, you're going to die on this yeah. date. Which but, it seems like Peter did. Yeah, it seems like yeah I think did. that's. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's probably different. Maybe but, not time and date, but he knew. Like Peter, the Lord gave him revelation. Yeah, I think this. All the things that stack up, you yeah. go. He said this with confidence, knowing that it was there. Yeah, completely irrelevant, but fun to think about, right? <laughs> I say, if you're going to daydream the, and think about things, these are fun things. Yeah, to think it's, about. I think it's fine to be able to talk about it. The, the challenge is you always recognize uh, this is wet cement. Yeah, we're outside you know, the you, text now. Yeah, 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 it's just our putting it together and. Yeah. I have said, though, it's funny that if you, uh, um, years ago when I was playing football in Little League, we would play and there'd be a soccer field next to us. Is when soccer was getting really popular. And uh, this analogy stuck to me. When we would be finishing practice, the soccer players finished earlier and they would be watching football. And before too long, they'd be playing football. Like they would have, I guess there's balls around. And I said, it's funny, you, you can practice next to the field and you kind of still can maybe catch something, right? Like, I'm not saying like when you're in the text, stay in the text <laughs> and stay the text, but talking about it, and we do this in my house, we'll talk about new creation and what's going to be like and stuff. Yeah. Um, as your brain starts molding around it, 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 it can help you when you're back in the text to think more critically in a good way. You don't take this stuff that's outside and apply it. You're never supporting eisegesis, yeah. never supporting you reading yeah. something into it. But it's kind of similar muscles, right? And then sure. it kind of just makes you a little bit more tuned to things. When I thought you were just trying to tick off the, the soccer players, the, the brothers and sisters that we work in South America with. And they, uh, all, they all go... Yeah. Our far sport is football. football. Yeah, football. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. So you have to defend yeah. yourself. To we that. did. We did probably. We weren't very kind about that back in the day. We would say, we would say things like, "Oh, their sport's not good enough. They can't keep playing it." But you know, you, the, the the foolishness of youth. Yes, right? there you go. Although, if we need to have a conversation about what sports are superior, we could. do Oh well, absolutely. <laughs> you bring Pastor Ken in. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there's good stuff here, and there's con- uh, continue to be good stuff as Paul's closing out. Uh, we talked about how this is him kind of coming to the end here. Um, one of the things I wanted to think about, and you, you talked about legacy, and there's, a there's of course, a dangerous way in which you can think about that, right? Think about uh, what kind of inheritance do you want to leave? Well, is, do you want to leave an inheritance in such a way that your kids will build a statue of you or mm. that the people left behind be like, man, we sure miss him? 
or is the legacy the aroma of Christ that lingers on yeah. you know after yeah. after you're gone um, and I just in case maybe people didn't pick up on it on Sunday I just want to encourage people again to think it is good to think about what you're leaving behind in that yeah. sense the Lord commends it we see that in the Old Testament uh, I, I, it's funny you know the the health wealth guys, We'll talk about leaving an inheritance, and it seems to always be about bottom line. You know, yeah. Leaving, I guess, in the Old Testament, they were trying to leave sheep or something. But it's not the the interest of the Lord. He's talking about generations that will bear His name. Yeah. And uh, you really want to think about that. Does it, maybe it relates to your checking account? Maybe it doesn't. Or what you're doing? But how is what you're doing now going to keep uh, godly people after us? Yeah, I think it's got to transcend your checking account, and I think it's that the idea of. I don't think you want to be famous. I think you want to be inspirational. Yeah. And inspirational has the idea of doing something that's greater than you. Yeah. Uh, famous has, it stops with you. Yeah. And so I think you always want to be inspirational, whether or not you're leaving kids, your kids, things are written, leave money, but ultimately they'll know that this is how you spent it. So you set the track down for how they should spend it. So I don't think it's a bad thing. I think we want to inspire people. We don't want to make idols of anything. That's right. And so that that it, it may parallel um, on Sunday mornings. Regularly, I think of this when we sing worship songs. Uh, there's some meaty stuff. And we talk. He's king, and we talk about humbling ourselves, and we talk about all these things. And go, but, you know, I don't, I don't humble myself that much. Mm-hmm. Not as much. I don't see him as king. Mm-hmm. But the point of a song is not to necessarily say, this is my life, it's reflective, absolutely. But there, we aspire to That's this. Right. So the worship is we're seeing the truth and we aspire to it and we get caught up in it. Right. We're always recognizing that we fall short of it. Right. We're not perfect, but perfect isn't an excuse. It's an understanding. And because of what Christ has done for us, it makes us strive to be excellent within who God has made us. We can't be perfect, but uh, it's not an excuse for doing whatever. It's an understanding, and we strive to be more than we are. Yeah. That's the, uh, this is going to sound silly. I remember being in the office when I was working back at the, the Big Fortune 500, and somebody had this funny, uh, funny sign on their desk that said, always be yourself, unless you can be a unicorn to be a unicorn. <laughs> I thought, I thought, well, that's funny. I thought, you know, there's actually, that, that dog will hunt if I was to take that uh, yeah. into a more spiritually. Always be yourself. Be who you are. Be genuine to who you are. Unless you can be more like Jesus. Th- then be like Jesus. Right? Yeah. And it's the idea of that's that's where we are. Always understand where you are. Be yeah. in touch with it. Don't, don't have a big head. Don't think you've done more than you... Don't think you've done less than you did. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. But you're always aspiring to reflect who the Lord is, which is going to be your greatest good. Yeah, and it's not put on sandals and wear a robe. The idea <laughs> of be like Jesus is, he says, you're my friends if you do what I say. Do what he says. Do his commands. And then that's that's his character being imprinted on you. Those are his priorities being imprinted on you. Do those, even when you don't feel like it, but you're doing them not because you want to get his uh, admiration or get him to smile to, but because he has already, if you're a follower of Christ, yeah. he's already done this for you. So you're just reflexively trying to get into a posture of, thank you, Lord, that's why I do this. Thank you, yeah. Lord, that's why I do this. So discipline doesn't drive us, but the gospel drives us. Yeah, that's right. And if you think you can't be like Jesus, or you look at that and you go, that's too hard. Let me give you encouragement from our brother who says, I have fought the good fight. Yeah. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Yeah. Henceforth, there is later for me the crown of righteousness. Yeah, and Paul was never thinking he's perfect. No. But he says that that race that I was in, that fight I was in, that course I was on, all of those things, uh, I've done that. He 
makes up the shortfall, but it's never an excuse to not stretch and aspire and do hard things to spread his fame. That's right. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, good. All right. Well, we'll keep pressing on. We've got just a few more verses here to finish out uh, Timothy and finish out Paul. All right. So we'll, uh, we're, we're going to do Romans next because that's easy. I'm going to keep yeah, that in there. We've done Romans <laughs> before a long time ago. Well, yeah. Well, and then, I mean, I mean, you're in your 50s. I'm in my 40s. If we don't start Romans soon, we're not going to have enough time <laughs> to do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, There's we, so we, many things. There's so many things. Yeah. And we're so thankful for the Word of God yeah. because it's yeah, so yeah. much. So we'll joke about things like that. But you you guys and gals, be out there looking for things that you can do. Dig into other parts of the Lord's Word. This, As you dig in deep, it'll jump you all over the place. Oh, man. Uh, I, I used to have the temptation to go, oh, I'm here. And I would jump to something and I'd go back and be like, oh, I got to go back. Man, just follow those dogs. Like, <laughs> go through the oh, Scripture yeah. and you'll see. How it ties rich. together. It's good. So we'll do more of that this coming week. Until then, well, actually, we won't be in Timothy this week. No, Palm we Sunday. Palm Sunday. So we're coming up for that and the preparation for Easter. And we're going to be thinking through what was it that made God happy about Christ and others. As we're moving toward the cross, there are three particular moments in the life of Christ where God stops everything and expresses His pleasure. Mm. So mm. as we see His pleasure being expressed in Christ. Then we absolutely know if I do that as well, because Christ enables through the resurrection mm. me to walk in these priorities, I can be absolutely sure that God is pleased mm. with Christ being reflected in me. That's a good lead. That's a good lead. I look forward to hearing it. It'll yeah. be good. Until then, you guys stay focused on spreading God's fame, making disciples of Jesus Christ, and enjoying every moment of it. We'll see you later.